Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where on each and every episode, we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. It's that time of the month where we get to talk about new comics, and I'm so excited for the guests that we brought on to talk about uh, the latest issue of Avengers and the monumental bombshell uh, latest uh, issue of Thor. I have Will Rose returning to the show today and a brand new guest on the show, Christopher Fazzoli is here. Fazio, I'm so sorry. So I'm just, I'm craving Italian food right now. Um, and, and they're gonna talk about these new comics that, I mean, Avengers came out last week. Thor is still hot off the press. It's uh, just been a really good, Will said while we were getting ready for the show, it's been a great last few weeks of comics. So, uh, Will, you want to just reintroduce people to yourself and then Christopher, feel free to tell people uh, about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Glad to be back. Super fun. It has been a great uh, couple months and couple weeks of comics. Some great things have come out and everything within the comics and TV shows. There's no shortage of things to geek out about. So yeah, as Ryan said, I'm Will Rose. I'm in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I'm a big geek. How also happen to be a Lutheran pastor. Also uh, love Thor and um, part of another podcast called Systematic Geekology, where we geek out on things and talk about the philosophical and theological uh, intersections between them all. But but man, as we did last time, we could talk. I could talk comics all day and. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to put another timer on ourselves and try to figure out how we can condense this so we're not going three hours. But, you know, if we go yeah. over time, y'all, just be patient with this. this is, these, are, these are some good issues. So, oh, my goodness. Glad to be back. Glad to be here. And we're always glad to have you. Chris, and, what uh, about you, man? It's uh, nice to meet all you guys. Thank you so much for having me on, Ryan. My name is... Uh, Christopher Fazio. I'm a diehard Thor fan. You can find me on Instagram at FazGuardian. I've been a Thor cosplayer for a number of years, hit a bunch of the MCU looks at this point now, got into the comics more recently and haven't been able to stop. Really, Donny Cates got me into it, and then I went back and I read The God Butcher. I went back and uh, binged the entire new Avengers run with Jason Aaron, and uh, now I'm stuck like the rest of you guys waiting every month for the next one to come out. Yeah. Yeah, we're gloriously stuck waiting weeks for the conclusions of these stories. <laughs> uh, it's almost it's almost like they designed them that way. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. They somebody at the very end is is you know they're like, oh, I got to keep going. I got to keep yep. going. They, they know the, what they're doing. There's a both of the issues we're going to talk about today have very like, oh, what do we do now? Kind of endings. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. I just want, I wanted to tell you listeners, uh, before we jump into the books, we're going to talk about Thor uh, 22 today and uh, Avengers 53. But one of the reasons I wanted Faz to join us today was because of what he mentioned there just a, a minute ago. He's a Thor cosplayer. And we, we used to be much more consistent with talking about cosplay and people who create their own looks based on comics or the mcu faz is one of those that i really wanted to get on the show because uh it my estimation he does a phenomenal job at bringing these looks to life so i wanted him to talk maybe a little bit about uh maybe let's start here faz like what got you into cosplay let's see what got me started the uh the show arrow got me started that's the best way to describe it i uh one of my good friends in uh university told me I think you'd like this show. I watched the first couple episodes and hated it. And by the end of season one, I was completely hooked forever. Oh my and, goodness. Uh, 
from there, I like I made my own arrow suit, went to Fan Expo and met uh, Stephen Amell there. Oh, he plays the arrow. And uh, from there, I was kind of hooked. So I, I made my own bow. I originally was more of an Iron Man guy as anybody uh, that was like 17, 18. I uh, grew up with the MCU uh, was. Yeah. And then uh, as the MCU kept chugging along, I was gravitating more and more towards Thor. And once I made my first Thor suit, it was kind of off to the races from there. And I, I kept going ever since. And, and then you, you, uh, you, your, twi- your Twitter, your Instagram handle is FazGuardian. So Fazguardian, is, yeah. I mean, a lot of your stuff is Thor. Like I know you do uh, Captain America really well uh, also. Uh, and, you know, you still post stuff with your green arrow uh, cosplays as well. Do you create your cosplays like from scratch or do you kind of like piece them together with stuff you buy and then you kind of assemble it? How do your cosplays come together uh, most of the time? So it depends on the suit. The first one that I made mostly myself was the Infinity War Thor suit because it's Ooh. it's black. It's uh, You can do it with foam in a way that looks really nice. So I put that together and then I uh, I worked with a lot of really great makers who like the guy who made my lights name is Joe Land Props and he made the light up discs in my armor, that kind of stuff. I have uh, a, a good buddy of mine who lives near me named Reed's uh, Props Plus and he made, he painted my uh, Stormbreaker. And I, I, like my girlfriend made my cape, now my fiance, girlfriend at the time. Um, <laughs> so she made the cape. And so that one was very, uh, I bought to have her support as you guys go through oh, life together. If very important. Teammate, yeah, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> But for that one, it was a lot of uh, either buying pieces, going to thrift stores to grab pieces. The foam I used was just from the dollar store because I couldn't find any good foam where I was. And that's how I built the suit. Some of the more recent ones, I've taken a like one of the um, mass produced cosplay company suits. Like that's what I did with Dark World. And then I uh, added my own discs and we weathered it up and worked on the cape a bunch. It really, it depends on the piece. Some things are 3D printed. Yeah. But uh these days I more source all of my stuff from people who are much better at this than I am. And then I put it all okay. together for myself. Yeah. So, so I'm curious because we had talked a while back and you were, I think you were just recently, you're recently engaged, right? Within the last uh, yeah. So, uh, it's, it was July, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. It's a lot longer ago than I thought. Um, so I just want to say from the across the Bifrost family, congratulations, man. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder what that, what, like, what was that like, starting that dating thing like hey i got uh, like there's a there's a thing about my life that you got to understand like there's part of me that you need to like accept before we go a little further was there ever that conversation or does she know about the cosplay you know all the way it it was honestly uh it was worse than that from her perspective i I, when 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 we started dating i I wasn't really doing it very much i had the one costume from uh, meeting Stephen amell and because i had the uh like there was a, a file released for the Infinity War Thor to make easily out of foam. And I was like, I can make this for Halloween. That's how it started. We, we, we were dating at the time. That's why she helped with the cape. She had no idea it would turn into something as big as this was. And she's been she, very gracious and helpful. She thought it was just a Halloween thing. You're like, yeah, yeah. It's like a fun well, one-time thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll share. I actually did a wedding at a Comic-Con and we all did it in cosplay. It was like the oh. X-Men and all kinds of stuff. And it, we did it at the cosplay kind of contest, did a wedding and I, and I did it. And then people asked me, I was like, really, you did, you did a wedding at, at a Comic-Con? I was like, yeah. I was like, aren't all weddings cosplay? <laughs> 
we we're all playing us. Like I don't dress in a tux, you know, every day. And she doesn't wear a wedding dress every day. You're every wedding's cosplay. So dress up, have fun, and why not do it at a Comic Con? So you should do your I'm, you know, talk to your fiance. I'm that not saying fantastic. she will out, yeah. but uh, you know, do do it, try to find a Comic Con and, and land it there. I, I think the extent for me will be uh maybe some four socks and some cufflinks that I have that are Mjolnir's. Yeah. Little, Add a nice little, little special touch to it. Yeah. Little Easter yeah. eggs that only you know about. That's cool. That's right. Cool. Yeah. They'll be like, they don't know, but I know that it, it made it into the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will, I'm very curious. Who did you cosplay as when you officiated this wedding? Oh, I, I just wore like, I, I dressed up. So we're Lutheran. So we're barely church. So I had the robes and all the night. So I put on like a big, like um, a chasuble. Uh, that, that the Catholics will put on when they're doing communion. So I found somebody's child's one had like a big like Phoenix symbol on the front of it. Oh, what is in that religion? So it was like this kind of like resurrection Phoenix kind of symbol. So I, I wore that. And my favorite moment from from that man, we did it. They were dressed up. She was, um, I think he was Gambit. She was rogue. And, and they had their whole, you know, the whole family was dressed up. And then there was a couple of people out in the audience. And I, and I saw, <laughs> I saw in the distance in kind of the, the audience was someone um, dressed up as a stormtrooper. You know, I don't know if they were from the five at first or not, but but walked up after after the wedding and went, uh, uh, nice, nice homily, Pastor. And I was like, thanks, thanks. <laughs> May the force be with you. And we walked away. And I was like, ah, this is so fun. Uh, you cannot get better than that. May the force be with you, and also, yep. and also <laughs> with you. Lutherans will do. So yeah, yeah. So I, I'm curious, Faz, just one more, one more question about your cosplay before we jump into these two comics that we're here to digest. Um, are there any cosplays coming up that maybe like you've started or that you're really excited about? Like, you don't have to do like full spoiler here, but like I, you do a great job and like I watch your Instagram like a hawk. So part of this is just, I'm curious, but like for fans uh, that enjoy cosplay uh, that want to check out your account, is there anything they can be looking forward to in the n- near future? Well, I, I appreciate that uh, very much, Ryan. I, I think the big one that's coming is uh, Love and Thunder. Ooh. I've got uh, I've got a, a jacket en route being made right now that'll be the uh, one of the the set photos has them in a kind of a red uh, 80s style hard rock jacket with some pleats yes. and stuff so <laughs> that one's en route it's going to say Faz Guardian on the back it's going to be really oh. uh, really nice I think and then uh, I've got a uh, a new guy I'm working with his name's SMP Designs and he makes some insane stuff and he'll be making me the battle armor that uh we started getting leaks and photos of so that one is what i'm most excited for for Ooh, sure that's uh now will you debut that at like a comic-con this summer you think like do when you do your cosplay do they pay you to come in and be like cool like lead us or do you just kind of show up and then win every contest what is, <laughs> how does that how does that um, work obviously I, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't guessed it yet i have done some competitions because i'm not making this one i won't want to enter because that's more for people who've put the blood sweat and tears yeah. in yeah, absolutely. but uh, I will uh, be debuting it at a con if they're open at the time. We'll have to see yeah. what uh, things are like. Otherwise, I'm gonna. I always get it really good photo shoots going with um, with some of the great photographers around here, and then I'll get a bunch of edits done, and we'll see quite a lot of uh, Thor content when that comes out. Yeah, awesome. awesome. And we will share all of it on our Instagram channel. <laughs> uh, so, uh, actually, I forgot, I neglected to ask you this at the beginning. Um, where in the nine realms do you call home, Faz? 
I think the best way to describe it would be Jotunheim, looking outside in the freezing rain and snow. <laughs> I'm from Canada. I live in Ontario. It's not as cold as everybody thinks it is, but this time of year, it is as cold as everybody thinks it is. <laughs> you know what, man? Uh, there's times where I live in Nebraska. There's some times where, you know, people be like, it's not that cold out there. I'm like, you should come and visit. <laughs> you should come and visit. <laughs> uh, so what is the Toronto con scene like? Uh, or the Ontario con scene like I imagine it's pretty pretty good right or it, am I wrong there it definitely is there's a lot of little cons around in each little city around here and we have a really big one called Fan Expo Canada that happens right. every August and that one is the one where all the big stars come in all the big uh, comic book writers come in and they try to get as many people as possible there so I think as far as Canada goes that one's probably the biggest one I think they say it's like one of the top the biggest five cons in terms of number of people that go wow. and it's a crazy experience right like there's vendors everywhere there's a whole bunch of art there's so many great celebrities you guys know how it is it's just a yep absolutely great time one day again one day again we will do it Some, one day someday it hopefully in the someday. not too distant future not too distant future that'd be awesome well, faz thank you for sharing uh your cosplay journey and you know kind of just some of the things that fans can be looking forward to that battle armor is going to be sick um, I'm really excited to see you debut that one. And uh, speaking of some some Thor-related battles, we've got a heck of an issue to talk about today. Thor yeah, there's a final page that I want to see you cosplay at some point. We'll oh, definitely. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a just this this whole issue is um, is just chock full of great stuff, um, especially that last page that Will's referring to, which we will I'm I'm sure talk about at length. Uh, this is the fourth part of the God of Hammers story. We have one more issue after this uh, to conclude the God of Hammers story arc, and then Will and I talked about this last time. The Thor Legacy 750 is two months away that issue is going to be bonkers uh there's going to be so many uh, creators that we're going to come back and work on that book there's going to be so many different stories uh maybe we'll get a avengers you know avengers forever uh you know that avengers you know what was it 500 or seven it was the 750 wasn't it well yeah. mm -hmm. yep yeah it had a glued spine to it like maybe we'll get one of those for thor who knows um but we are two <laughs> issues away from that this is part four of god of hammers it is written by donny cates uh drawn by nick klein it is colored by matt wilson and lettered by joe sabino so uh very familiar creative team on this book they've been large these four have been largely on this book for most of donny cates's run with little adjustments here and there but this issue continues thor's conflict against the god of hammers Mjolnir who has been uh, needless to say wreaking havoc throughout the nine realms and we come to a point in this uh, in this storyline where a bunch of earth heroes come to Asgard and they're all going to help Thor against Mjolnir some insanity ensues we learn some secrets and why certain things have happened in Donny Cates's run how that relates to Thor and how that relates to Odin, who is still hanging around, and we get some we get some tragic news for, uh, uh, in this issue. I will say this before we get too deep into this: uh, we will spoil some stuff. So if you want to read this, you know, unspoiled, stop listening now and maybe come back after you've read the issue. But uh, 
a lot happens towards the end. I'll maybe let the guys talk about that. But gentlemen, thoughts on this issue? It was so crazy. I, I know we were talking in that little group chat we have. There's just so much to dissect here. So let's maybe just pick a plot point and, and you know, rip away at that for a while. Yeah, and I think um, they're, they're actually in Midgard, right? Because yeah, they were in Bill. Yeah, they, so, so. Oh, right, they're uh, not in Asgard. What am I talking about? Yeah, yeah, but uh, Beta Ray Bill comes in with Asgardians and he's got this sword on his, on his shoulder. And then the next page is this big splash page of his like call to arms, assembling kind of speech that is unbelievable. But, but did either of you read um, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson's miniseries with Beta Ray Bill? I have not uh, yet. Oh my gosh, because he does everything. He draws it, he writes it, he colors it. it I mean, he, he did everything for this book. And, and really, that's kind of a backstory of how Barry Bill got this sword. Okay. Um, and how he has, uh, you know, Stormbreaker's been destroyed. So we got to go find a new one. He's going to get, you know, it's a real, I can't recommend that in a cinegraphic novel now, you can pick it up at your local comic shop. It's, it's unbelievably good. Um, okay. So, so that's kind of backdrop where he's coming from and why he's holding that particular sword and why it looks pretty awesome. And it's just, there's a reason why it's on fire and smoking. So read the book and, and you can figure out that. So yeah, he's the one who calls to arms all these, these heroes uh, from Earth and, and, and uh, Asgard. I have a question on the bottom page, yeah. that splash, bottom left, there's someone getting ready to mount like a, a giant purple cat. Who is that supposed to be? Is that giant purple cat? Yeah. Besides... Would it be like Throg? Oh my goodness! No, the other side. Um, is that Frey? Is that is that? I, I think it. I think it might be Freya Frigga. Okay. Because Frigga. yeah, I I must have missed something. Why she's mounting a big purple cat with green eyes, and that shows up a little bit later on, and it's. Out of that whole page, I'm like, oh, there's my favorite heroes. Look at that. Oh, yeah, they're they're arming up. They're getting ready. And okay, there's a huge purple cat. That huge cat. So uh, so that's pretty fun. So yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, we, Beta, Beta Ray Bill definitely makes a big entrance with all the Earth heroes. Like, and his speech, I'm like ready to get, jump in the fight. Like, yeah. His speech, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. Let's I'll bring my weapon and do what I need to do. And this has to be the coolest that Beta Ray Bill's ever looked, too. Like, with the sword on his shoulder, the, the armor just looks incredible. I mean, he, he looks next level. He, he the, way he's, the way he's drawn, I mean, he just looks like a dude you would not mess with. He's just yoked beyond belief. Um, yeah, and in no, that miniseries, like, he, he was down and out. He was, like, um, impotent, like, literally. And so, like, there's a little Easter egg in that with the, the thing. But, like, he, he couldn't do, like, anything. And he was so rattled. And by the end of that story arc, you see why he is where he is now. And he's ready to go and, and got his mojo back. So uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I couldn't. When I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, tying in one of my favorite storylines of the year into this Thor book is pretty smart. We'll have to have you back on, Will, when we have a – we have a spare week where we're not talking about Jason Aaron and we're not talking about new comics. We'll, we'll talk about that beta Ray bill series. It yeah, is on Dan my radar, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson. He's a good follow too on, on Instagram and Twitter. Too. He, his work is great. Um, yeah. I, I, I love his work. He's great. 
the uh one of the after all the earth heroes uh converge on this point where thor is fighting the god of hammers uh thor watches all of his friends go down and then he he prays to his mother to gaia and this giant earth cyclone comes out of nowhere and encompasses both of them um and i kind of want to jump to the part where we start learning details we start learning uh, a little bit um about why what has been happening in donny cates's run is happening right. because um thor has some cool panels where uh, i love the, i love the uh the one panel where um, he says the earth bends bends its knee to me mm. and he's just like he's going full on you know god mode uh and you know lightning is crackling around him but he starts learning some truths from Odin that uh, there's a reason why, you know, the Midgard serpent showed back up. There's a reason why uh, Donald Blake showed back up. There's a reason why the hammer was uh, acting, <laughs> acting off. And it was because of Odin. It was right. because, um, how do I, how do I say this? That Odin had not given all of the Odin force over to Thor. It's kind of in this weird transitional, transactional point. Um, and Faz, maybe start with you here. Like, what about Odin's admission kind of stood out to you in, in the concluding pages of this book? Well, I, I think it really spoke to how nicely they've been filling the whole idea of Odin not ready to let go yet. Mm -hmm. And how he's, uh, he's still wanting to be there. He's still wanting to be a part of it. He like he says in the book he just wants to see his wife one more time like he he doesn't want to uh give up yet and move on to whatever his next plan is and hearing that everything's going terribly for them as a direct result of uh of odin's mistakes is just it's very thor that's how his whole upbringing has been it's how his whole storylines always are so it's a really nice uh homage to the past by donnie there while also uh bringing in a really new spin on it all couldn't agree with you more um the the line the line that um odin says to thor as he's kind of you know he's very they're very using very small print to communicate a kind of a hushed tone and almost like he's whispering to thor he says mjolnir is right all of this all the things i have made they have come all come undone all of them except you you are the greatest thing i have ever made thor and then he talks about how he's been selfish withholding the Odin force from him entirely. And um, then two things happen in very quick succession. Odin passes the Odin force on to Thor and Odin dies, which is not like, I feel like that, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will, Will just air quoted, <laughs> but yes, we, we all know <laughs> dying in comics doesn't matter. You know, death yeah, yeah. is a, uh, as but Gandalf. it was pretty dramatic and pretty well done and it, it was moving if you even that cynical look of like nobody really dies in comics um they'll just come back again unless you're like uncle ben or something like that but you know it's not over yet uncle ben or may come back who knows when stacy up until a few days yeah 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 but but like the drama of how the the silent panels along with the art and the kinetic energy flowing through it is is pretty moving and and you know long for the ride and it's, it's it's pretty powerful because of this tension that odin and thor have had for so long and even build up 
them hunting down the hammer and trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, like Thor and Odin are ready to go to blows. And finally, Odin's able to like really have a heart to heart and share what's going on. And it's that that heart to heart that literally explodes his heart to give give to, to Thor. Yeah. It's uh as Odin passes we see from the outside the the point of view of the earth heroes um as they're watching these lights shine out from this you know earth cyclone thing that thor had created and <laughs> he says uh, uh mjolnir you have killed in my name brought misery to my home you have taken my father now we put the hammer down mm. And the last panel is so bonkers crazy where we see Thor in golden Odin armor. <laughs> it is nuts. He's got a big glowing sword. He's got some Kirby crackle out of his left hand. Um, and just like, Faz, you need to do this. Like, oh, this man. <laughs> super saiyan bright gold thor is super it's be the dream of, thor, of any, yes. uh, yeah uh, do yeah. do we know is is that the odin sword he's got with him or is that something else i would imagine that yeah. is what that is just I mean, an insane look for him will do you know anything about have you heard anything about if that's the odin sword or not no no but it, it makes sense you know in terms of uh, being armed fully with odin. i mean Kali. i mean i think kate's loves his swords right like in other stories he's, <laughs> he's done that and so he's yeah. doing it again um and you know as a star wars fan you have this guy with a you know iron fist or some force wielding hand along with a lightsaber and the other is pretty pretty kick-ass and i you know um you know, and he's all doing this in that cyclone, like you said, um, and the other heroes who are there, I mean, all of the, pretty much the whole Marvel U is there on looking, just kind of watching to see, and that, that storm was created to protect them from what was going on in this final battle, so yeah. knowing that there's one issue left after this um, is pretty, pretty, you know, it's, it's, it is, like you said, it's going to go down, and earlier in the book, I think Molnir was saying, like, when all you have is a hammer quitting you know that that psychologist everything everything's a nail that was that saying goes so he's like all right she he my god whoever like um all the heroes are there and they're like ready to, i'm like all you look like nails i'm gonna put it down so will thor has the last word on the last page and we'll see how the battle goes you know you know we still you know last time we talked about wants and hopes and and part of me really wants them to like have some reconciliation so we can get his hammer back, you know, yeah. um, and that they can be on some kind of mutual terms of mutuality between the two, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And I finally, you know, cause the, the Donald Blake story didn't sit quite well. I think it was great. It was creative. It was something different never done before, but um, knowing that there was something behind all that, that was manipulating it and there's a deeper cause. That was a cool little callback. Um, so yeah hoping that happens here and now that 750 has to reset everything um but i hope the next one has some has some resolve to it i, I mean we're, we're all I, I would say the three of us are pretty informed thor thor uh, readers uh what i think is so great about this is odin's kind of deathbed speech to thor proves mm -hmm. that donnie wasn't just throwing things at the wall the whole time right and, and i think sometimes what modern comics get bashed for maybe unnecessarily is like well there's no there's no like long form storytelling 
like mm, this is pretty great long form storytelling because like uh you may not have liked it but it doesn't mean it wasn't good um you know donnie is literally saying yeah all of these things happen for a reason these are all things odin made and because odin is no longer all father that's why they're all turning on thor that makes, I mean, it, it makes yeah. sense. It's simple. It's simple and it's been teased out for almost what, tw for 22 issues. It's. And, and it goes along with Jason Aaron's deconstructing yep. Thor, you know, making him unworthy and really taking apart what it means to be a God or not a God. Um, he's doing, Cates is doing that with Odin. Yeah. Oh, it's a similar thing. Yep. And uh, what, so one last question, because we, we were kind of talking about this and Faz said the thing about uh, Thor going Super Saiyan. Um, are we at a point where Thor is overpowered? Because there's also another parallel thought in the Avengers that he also might be the offspring of the Phoenix Force. Like, are we getting to a point where Thor is just overpowered? I think they're going to, like comics always do, just, just find a way to to not depower him, but to not have him be full golden eagle, maybe phoenix, super god of Super Saiyan <laughs> Thunder here every time. Like yeah, uh, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the Avengers comics, he's still got Mjolnir. So maybe this is before what's happening in Thor, or maybe yeah. it's uh, after if, if hopefully they, like you said, reconcile later. They, they're always really good about sidelining their top characters. In the Avengers, they had him turn into the... Uh, the monster a couple times back in space right so he couldn't just beat the crap yeah. out of everybody i think uh this thor all the time would be unfightable but so was harold thor super worthy galactus thor right and they brought him right back yeah. afterwards yep. i was gonna mention yeah when he had the power cosmic it's like it's almost as if donnie was sitting there thinking like okay what are all the cosmic deities and powers that i can give him and then, you know, like, oh, Jason, you're going to give him the Phoenix Force? Oh, well, what we're going to do is we're going to give him the Odin Force, but in full. Like, it's like, how many power sets can we add to this guy who's already pretty powerful? Like, base level Thor is probably 10 times more powerful than most of Earth's heroes. So we're just... Uh, you know, as we saw in the last episode, like, he smashed his arm to pieces trying to punch the hammer. It's like, as... as, as strong as he is it didn't work and then in this one there's actually a couple panels where he resets his arm on his own which was that was great oh so good so good but yeah we're all um, better now <laughs> we're all better now Wrap, tie a tourniquet on it we're ready to go you know and and keep moving but um but yeah there i mean they they definitely tore him down and then to power him back up it'll be curious I mean, to see what happens next if if he like you know gets really tired at the end. I was like, oh, I need a break, y'all. This is too much. <laughs> I need to go back and get some mead with my, my fam. <laughs> always, always with the mead. Um, there, so I wonder if, because now Thor has the Odin force, if the hammer is just going to be forced to listen to him now. Um, mm -hmm. Because if, if it was the, if it was the slow realization of Odin not being all father anymore, that kind of made, that kind of disconnected everything. Maybe Thor now fully having the Odin force is going to slowly make things come together. Uh, yeah. That's just an idea uh, throwing yeah. up the wall there. Um, but before we leave this issue, any other things maybe moving forward because we're, we're two issues away from 750. The next issue of Thor is going to be the end of this story arc. Any, you know, 
maybe fantasy booking, uh, anything we want to maybe see happen that you guys have thought about? I still really want to see a big final fight. I agree with you that I think it would be great to end with Thor reaching his hand out and forcing Mjolnir to yield and it becoming under his control again. Maybe he can split up Mangog and just absolutely pummel him. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. Or even just knock him down enough, like knock... uh, is, is she the goddess of hammers now? The, uh, the, so, the, the queen of the storm. I'm not sure what we're calling, uh, yeah. all the above. I don't know. Mother, <laughs> like, mother thunder. Yeah. Yeah. And the mother of the storm. Yeah. Like if, if, if they can beat her into submission a bit, that'd be pretty cool. I, I really want them to resolve it. So he's got the hammer again for the next stuff when he's fighting the Hulk and everything else. Oh, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because we talked about last time, like I can't imagine Thor fighting the Hulk without Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it, it doesn't seem like it would fit. If you're going to do a, a 60th anniversary special uh, that combines these two characters with very, very iconic legacies, you wouldn't have Thor with his most iconic object. So Hopefully you're right, Faz, and we get, you know, we get reconciliation on some level. At the end, we still want to see a fight, of course. Uh, Will, you got any predictions moving forward as we march closer to 750? Yeah, I mean, Cates is writing Hulk, too, right? Yes, he is. Like, yeah, so, so you know, you have him doing both these characters together. Crossover is, is pretty fun, and that came out this week as well, the newest issue. I haven't read that one yet, so. I have not read that either, so. Yeah, but it's, it's there on my stack. But the, uh, yeah, I do like, I, I love it when these books pull in the char- other characters for the MCU, and you see the bigger picture, and so, and Kate just captures each voice like they're supposed to be. I mean, Reed Richards sounds like Reed Richards. Cap sounds like Cap. Even like Spider-Man's like, uh, guys, um, <laughs> hey, the uh, the Hammer Lady, yeah, Hammer Lady's doing something. Yeah. And it's, it's Parker, man. It's Parker all, <laughs> all in all. And so, and oh my gosh. Tony Stark trying to do his thing. So all of it, all of it, it's, it just flows so well. So it's pretty epic counting. Like it's pretty early in the year, but this is up there as one of my favorite comics so far. And I'd yeah. be surprised at the end of the year, yep. whether, cause it's a nice, concise five part story arc. That's been really good, beautiful yeah. that uh, it's going to be hard to beat, you know, as the year goes on, I think. I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of issues that are really hard to beat Avengers 53, the, <laughs> I believe it's the third part of the death hunters story. It is. Mm-hmm. Third part of the Death Hunter story, where um, Will, you have a kind of a better grasp on like the overall implications of the story. So uh, maybe um, could you just like bring us up to speed of like who the Death Hunters are and why, like why they're bothering the Avengers? Well, uh, these are seeds that uh, Aaron planted way back when he rebooted the Avengers with a number one with these prehistoric. Avengers, you know, 1000 BC Avengers, where you have like Odin and the Phoenix Force and a Ghost Rider and a Sorcerer Supreme. And, uh, you know, they're all there, you know, these kind of like deity-like eternal forces that have been around a long time become Avengers. And they, and they fight off a celestial and save Earth and let Earth have its natural progression and evolution. And was looping back around after issue 750, we're now 753. Uh, I have no idea how long this story arc is gonna be. It says part three. So I don't know if there's three more issues or two more issues or what, okay. um, but we're kind of in the midst of the battle of this kind of multiverse, multiverse villains uh, led by a multiverse version of, of evil doom. And he's like the evilest of evil dooms. If you thought Earth doom, 616 is is evil then you have like the multiverse version of the most evil <laughs> to get out yeah. 
doom supreme yeah. doom supreme and and then he, he, these allusions to out uh, avengers prime and and this who's taking over who so the earth avengers earth might here is caught between this kind of cosmic multiverse battle of these villains and avengers avenger prime who's behind the scenes hopefully sending the deathlocks and into there to help save earth or protect earth from from way back when so here, here's another um issue where where not all the uh, the avengers kind of split up in different teams so they don't all show up here so now yeah the one who are on avengers mountain celestial mountain are are here and um you know those who saw eternals the movie ended with a celestial kind of popping up out of the sea or out of the mountains um that's pretty much what the avengers have been living out of you know for for a good while and good run with jason Aaron's run yeah. um and you get to the end where wow you just set it up in the mcu where sitting out there you could use it in movies and the last page again spoilers jason Aaron blows it up before you get too comfortable <laughs> with the with the big screen but this has some cool stuff you get kit thanos Valkyrie, I mean, Jason Aaron gets to play with Valkyrie yep. and Jim Foster again. So that's really the kind of the hook there for a Thor, Thor podcast is you get um, you get uh, Jane Foster as Valkyrie coming back and him getting to play with her and her voice a little bit. The uh, I think so. Just kind of the, the premise of this issue is very simple. It continues the narrative of uh, you know as Will brought us up to up to speed here. It continues the narrative of these death hunters, these multiverse masters of evil, tracking down the death locks throughout the multiverse. And a death lock has come to T'Challa in Avengers Mountain and basically says like, hey, they're coming. And like the two worst ones yet are coming towards Avengers Mountain. Uh, we get Kid Thanos, who is a freak. He is a, he, some of his lines were, he, he's like a, He's like a kid in junior high that is way too excited to dissect frogs. That's his vibe. Like he's just creepy and yeah. he's got a, uh, just a sick sense of humor about him. Uh, it's, it's outright said that he, he dissected his own mother to find out like what, Hey, what were, what were uh, the people of Titan for? They were for me. They were for me to figure out, you know, how things work such a sick sick freak doesn't um, he say that for everything he dissects too like everything exists for me to learn so i can yeah. better them like oh yeah and, yeah and, but honestly this this was um of the recent avengers issues we've reviewed and we've looked at this one felt the most jason aaron to me mm-hmm. because of the voice that he gives kid thanos um, where it's, you know, it's like what Will mentioned, it's the deconstruction of things. And Kid Thanos is saying, yeah, I exist to deconstruct things. Ooh. So um, uh, I thought, you know, his voice was very good. And then you get the the Doom Supreme, who is, uh, they call him a necromancer. Uh, there's also a title he gets in here. Uh, he is the Doom Above All, which I thought was, whew, I got goosebumps yeah, yeah. saying that. Um, but two great villains, two villains that we are very easily hating. Um, they commence this attack on Avengers uh, Mountain. And we've got kind of a skeleton crew there. T'Challa is the only real Avenger back at Avengers Mountain, uh, Mountain because everybody else is off fighting the Death Hunters. 
in other parts like Asgard, uh, you know, Cap and Captain Marvel fought, you know, Death Hunters in Kansas with Starbrand last uh, issue. But now the fight has come to Avengers Mountain and T'Challa is, um, he, he is kind of forced to recruit two non-Avenging members, Namor the Submariner and our girl Jane Foster. The current oh. Valkyrie and her fabulous horse, who is so funny. Um, but Jane, Jane is in this book. Jason Aaron gets to write Jane again, uh, which I thought was so awesome. What did you guys think of her inclusion in this story? Because she's not an Avenger. Um, I just thought it was cool to see her show up here. Faz, did you have any thoughts about Jane showing up in this issue? Well, the, the, the overriding thought is just, oh, my God, what Doom did to Jane. <laughs> that was uh like the, the whole fight about you're just a necromancer you're you're the mother of valkyries i can beat you no 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 i'm the master of death mm. that was uh F- go go ahead man F- fill fill in everybody of what doom does to jane so it's twisting. Jane jane's ready to to fight him and he essentially ab- absorbs her non like her her cure from cancer the fact that she's fine again out of her and she goes right back into her fully dying of cancer form and he leaves her there to die essentially and if not for jane's horse he probably kills her yeah it's just dark doom. and very doom doom says to her um at that moment that faz just mentioned your cancer hears the call of doom jane foster and longs to cast aside the chains of remission and then you, you see Jane whisper, no, not again. Mm-hmm. So then her horse sticks up for her and, you know, she's repowered by the all weapon, which is her, her device that she uses to fight. Um, and, uh, and that's kind of all of what we see of Jane. Um, but then we see two other characters, Namor and the Red Panther. Yep fight against doom and kid danos namor squares off with kid danos and they have a great back and forth where all kid danos wants to do is kidnap namor and dissect him see what the inside of an atlantean looks like which again super creepy um but uh he doesn't get his wish because namor is too stubborn to die um, he, i find that so funny about namor namor is probably the grumpiest guy in the marvel universe and he just he gives off this vibe of like he would not be fun at a party like namor would not be fun at a party he he would just be like well everyone stop being so loud and smiling so much <laughs> right or he thinks he's the coolest person in the room yet he's the only one wearing like a speedo yeah yes he's- like you just showed up to uh like a black tie dinner in a speedo and you think you're the coolest person in the room <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, this is the vibe he puts off. <laughs> Walks in with a BMF walk. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, then, um, but it, but it's that kind of tenacity that, that really kind of sets thing. And and yeah, and yeah and I try to keep reading this page over and again, like the how we get Red Panther, like he's de- he's downloading something from Avengers Mountain into him, and they're like these computer things that are kind of telling him what half these words I can't even pronounce, but like, they, they, um, but, but yeah, you download with something. He upgraded and he's now like glowing wet red going after, after doom and he needs to power up too. Right. Um, yeah. Oh my God. To, to, to survive this one. I, I loved the red Panther design. It's subtly different. Um, but he's got a kind of a reddish black suit and his fists are wrapped with these Wakandan stones on them. 
and they they almost look like uh like spiked boxing gloves. Right. Um, I mean, the guy he's completely badass. Like, and that's even on top of how like just base Black Panther is badass. Like he mm-hmm. takes that next level. Um, and then we come to the con- we come to the conclusion where uh, Doom and Kid Thanos um, they is it they they steal they steal Deathlock, don't they? Um, I might have missed I might have missed that. Or do they kill Deathlock altogether? Oh, I, I think they're they're they're, yeah, they're just about to kill Deathlock, right? But then uh, yeah. something crazy happens instead, right at the end. Yeah. So um, yeah, Doom and Kid Thanos just obliterate avengers uh, mountain i keep wanting to say mansion um they obliterate avengers mountain and the the last page is the body of the celestial just erupting in flames and explosions and um black panther tried to warn them like hey get out as soon as get out as quick as possible but we don't see any of them get out um and uh yeah that's where we're left it's to be continued as avengers mountain erupts so what what are kind of our final thoughts about avengers and and then we'll, we'll wrap up our discussion about new comics well for for one i think like jason aaron has been killing this run like through all 53 comics so far like he's kept it interesting the whole time he's kept a really nice narrative through line throughout the whole thing and each new threat gets cooler and cooler and cooler as he goes yeah i i agree i agree and, and i don't know if he i don't know how much longer he's going to be on this but it does seem like he's ramping it up a notch like there's some big finale and so harmies wonder if there's going to be another reboot if they're going to do something else or if he's going to stay on it because he's is he re, is he doing punisher number one is he doing doing the new punisher is he doing it or he yes. just so from my understanding, the new Punisher series that he's doing is a limited series. Okay. But it's a it's a long, I think it's a long limited series. It's yeah. like 11 issues. Yeah, yeah. Which feels like odd for a limited series. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of so, a weird number. It's not like he can't juggle more than one book. He's no. seen him do it before. But it just, this feels like it's, it's heading somewhere to some big climax Because they yeah. have all, the vendors have all been spread out doing their own battles. And of course, they're going to all come together and assemble together yeah. and, and do the final battle. But, but the ramifications of that, I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Who's going to stick around? What multiverse villain's going to hang around or not? Um, but, but yeah, it, it seems like it's built to some big ramifications that, that may last a while. We got to figure out who Avenger Prime is. Yep. Like, yep. Who is Avenger Prime? I, I had a prediction on last episode um, that maybe Avenger Prime ends up being Starbrand. Um, mm-hmm. Just an idea. Um, yeah. I have no idea. Jason and I don't, when Jason and I talk, we don't really talk about work. Um, right, right. Uh, there's just certain things he can't tell me. <laughs> Watch if he ever listens to the show, that'll be the one thing he hears and be like, "Not this guy, <laughs> not this guy." <laughs> nah, he's like, "Oh, I want to get on there and tell him a few things." Yep. <laughs> just as long as you're here, <laughs> you can tell me whatever you can tell me to. I don't know, get lost and just tell it to my face. Um, so, uh, Avengers at 53 ends in a you know a rather you know, explosive way. Um, Thor 22 ended with a big cliffhanger. Like Will said, we feel like in both, we're headed towards something big. So in the next few months, it wouldn't surprise me 
um it like the 750 for thor is going to be nuts we don't know where the death hunters story is going to end but it needless to say it's not going to de-escalate anytime soon so can't wait to see where these stories uh finish up as we finish up our uh our our story the three of us our story today here on the show i wanted to just give the guys a chance to plug uh their social stuff and what you know where you can find them if you want to reach out to them and then we'll we'll wrap this uh gift up send it to you guys in your podcast feed and uh we'll we'll see you the next time we're on the bifrost faz you want to go first since you are our new uh guest uh, sure. The The best place to find me is FazGuardian on Instagram. That's F-A-Z-G-A-R-D-I-A-N. I'm really responsive there. So if you have any other, if you ever have any questions, you just want to talk about something, I'm always around to chat. I always like to see other cosplayers too. So any Marvel people out there, DC, yeah. anything really show it off. I'm happy to see it. And yeah, thanks so much for having me today, guys. You are most welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Will, what about you, man? Where can people find yeah, you? Yeah, I'm on um, the social medias as well. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, hit me up. I'm also uh, help co-host uh, Systematic Ecology, where we kind of talk about the intersection of, of faith and pop culture. If you have any topics or questions and things, open to all kinds of questions. If you have a hot take on on a, a geek genre or or Star Wars or anything, let me know. Love Love to have those conversations. Recently, uh, Systematic Ecology talked about, let's see, uh, Pokemon, Lord of the Rings. I just got done listening to the Legends Arceus uh, episode today, uh, the new Pokemon game. It was phenomenal. So check out that show. Uh, Check out Faz on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time uh, that we join you, I just give you one recommendation. Uh, If you would check out our Patreon site, Will is actually a Patreon, uh, a Patreon member. Will, have you been able to check out any of the bonus material yet? Yeah, yeah. Pull it right up. Awesome. We got new stuff coming up. I've actually got some, uh, I've got a series that I'm going to start doing on Patreon that I'll announce right here just real quick. I am uh, starting to write little, uh, little short stories, the untold tales of Asgard. So I'm going to add my own little spin on some stuff and exercise the writing muscles. Um, So I hope you enjoy that. Check out our Patreon link in the episode description. That'd be a great way to support the show and also get some bonus content for a few dollars a month. You can join the Thor Corps. That'd be a great thing to do. But until we see you next time aboard the Rainbow Bridge, I encourage you, dear friends, listeners of the podcast, to stay worthy. 